Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. The international break is over. Feels like it's went on for absolute ages, but um, as always, a lot of Rangers news to get through. And with me tonight, we have starting with Andy. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I was actually just shocked. I'm never usually first to get a welcome there. I've had to pinch myself for a second. I'm good, mate. I. First on the list tonight, mate. That's all good. Next up, we've got Davey P. How are you, Davey? I'm smashing, lads. <clears throat> good to be back. Looking forward to uh, Saturday. Getting a hold of the Arabs. What's all that about? I don't know, but hey-ho. <laughs> uh, I'll get back to Ibrox on Saturday. Uh, be interesting. I'm hoping uh, Nico Raskin's going to appear. Oh, that's one of the talking points tonight, and we'll get onto that very shortly. And, and last name is least. We've got Curry making up the, the team tonight. How are you, mate? Absolute shite, to be perfectly honest with you. I come in here and I didn't even know there was a dress code. Everybody comes with a Ranger gear when I'm, I'm dressed like a fucking, what you call it? <laughs> a, a, a logger? A lumberjack. <laughs> a lumberjack, that's the word I'm yeah. looking for. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm fine, my man. <laughs> no, top man. Yeah, we're, the Rangers jersey, we have to come out and little up. Or an England one, that would do, Curry, that would do. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that pissed off a couple of people. <laughs> no, brilliant. But we are actually going to start with that, uh, just just to uh, start with it. Um, Scotland, obviously, winning 2-0 uh, midweek against Spain. And I thought I would touch on it just quickly. Uh, Ryan Jack didn't feature, but he, he has played um, the Cyprus game, and I thought he had a really good game. Uh, without listening to uh, the Scottish media or anyone on Twitter that doesn't support Rangers. I thought Ryan Jack had a good game. But Andy, what did you make of Scotland's result on Tuesday night against Spain? Well, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting that. Um, it's, it's a a good kind of get up your moment to the Spanish because, I mean, you make eight changes and expect to just walk over us. It's a bit stupid, and they deserve what they got. Um, and the comments after the match are very um, reminiscent of the way we've seen PSV um, and the Germans uh, deal with uh, their losses last season in the Europa League. Um, very much sour grapes, and uh, ha 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 ha. That's about. It. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> AVP, I know you would have been loving what uh, Rod- Rodri come out with uh, in- in- after the game, blaming the pitch and said Scotland were too physical. And uh, <laughs> what did you make of them comments? Absolutely mental, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was a bit sour grapes there because I just think the, uh, they, they were beaten by a team who wanted it more. That, for me, was the main takeaway from that match because you would have thought, you know, <clears throat> Scotland, on paper, you know, less technically gifted players, you know, we're uh, into some, you know, we're stretching it just a tad. You know, Scotland have got not a bad first 11, I see, but once they stray from that, you know, there's the quality mm-hmm. begins to drop off. But what you can't fault that team for was their level of commitment, you know, the controlled aggression. And, and you, you see how that just knocks Spain completely off their stride and, and the effort that they put in. I mean, I'm not... John McGinn at the end, I mean, very rarely would I do I watch the Scotland games, but I did watch the game on Tuesday. And John McGinn at the end could hardly walk. He'd put so much effort into it. 
you know, when and, and that was true of all the Scotland players. So I think that that's the takeaway for me is that the level of application that that team put in to get achieving that result is what ultimately ground it out for them. You know, so hoping we can. Uh, Michael Beale was watching it and, and kind of drew the lesson from it. I'm sure he, I'm sure he knows, but there it was in front. It was in 3D, well, 2D in my case, but uh, the, the the team who who want it more can overcome, you know, maybe technical superiority. So that was a. Uh, I was actually at the end of it quite pleased to see Scotland win because you know Spain, you know, as Andrew said, they'd made all those changes. But I think the, their attitude wasn't all it should have been at the start of that game, and uh, they they get caught. So fair play to Scotland. The reason why I wanted to, to start on the, the Scotland one, um, Curry, was <clears throat> I've seen the Billy Gilmore links today. And I know I'm not going to come on to the game with Scotland because I know you didn't, you probably didn't watch it and don't and don't care too much like quite a lot of the Rangers support. But uh, I've seen the I've seen the, the talk today about Billy Gilmore. Um, again, I feel like it happens every transfer window, and I, I'm sure it will be you know one of the talking points in the summer. Um, there is another Scottish player I want to come on to, but I will a little bit uh, in a little while. But what's your thoughts on Billy Gilmore, uh, Curry? Would you would you like to see him back at Rangers this summer? On the bench with this one, Mason. Uh, is he a good player? Aye. Would he do well at Rangers? Aye. What's the point bringing him in and loan? I don't want. I don't want it unless we've got an option to buy. There's absolutely no point in bringing in any Rangers players. I, 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 we can maybe make them a lot better. But for how long? How committed are they ever going to become to the actual club? They don't really for by that wages. You can guarantee he's on a lot about a dosh, and he's not going to come up here for buttons. So I would rather that that money went to somebody that was going to be in Rangers full time. But it just. I'm glad you say that about Scotland because absolutely no interest at all in Scotland. They won. I'm a happy. I I I don't want to see them lose, but I don't I don't really care. But, but Billy Gilmer, good player, would do it well at Rangers, but knows alone. He would need to come in. If he was going to come in at all, uh, somebody we could have an option to buy, and I don't think that will ever happen because I don't think we can afford them. No, that's a that's a that's a fair point, Andy. What what's your thoughts on on Billy Gilmore? Again, I'm just just sort of looking, watching the game the other night, looking at the squad. I'm thinking, who who can we pick up from this Scotland team that would come and do a job for us? I, I've I've said many a times. I don't want to go through it again. That I think Lewis Ferguson would have been one that that we should have picked up at the time. We didn't. Josh Doig, again, I, I thought he he would have been a good signing for us. I'm not so sure on Ryan Porteous. I did think he had a really good game the other night, though, and credit where it's due, but. Not for me, but look, we we need to be picking up the best of Scottish players. And Gilmore, listen, he, he's moved to Norwich for me was a, was was the wrong wrong decision at, at the time. Going to a team in the Premier League that has 20, 25% possession doesn't suit Billy Gilmore. I think, you know, we spoke about it on the group chat earlier today, but I think it'd be a perfect match for us. And um, if we was to lose Kamara and Lundstrom, I think Gilmore would be a really good replacement. What's your thoughts on that? Um, well, Billy's quite similar to me in age range. I kind of followed his kind of upwards trajectory in the Rangers Academy and then going down south, I actually I bumped into him outside a Scotland Under-21s game in Simon Park because um, I paid attention to those kind of things when we had those kind of young players. Ferguson was there, you know, even Oliver McBurnley. 
um, kind of watching that kind of class of the Scotland under 21s kind of go through. Um, I like Billy. I think he's a good wee player. Um, it's a shame that he has moved away from Chelsea um, permanently because I thought we had some sort of first dibs kind of um, clause in that deal when we we lost him on his first professional deal to Chelsea. Um, I don't. I, again, I agree. I don't think a Norwich move was ever going to work. <laughs> um, I know he really got that kind of first push at Chelsea with Lampard, which made a lot of sense. Frank being a, a talented young kind of midfielder at the time. At Billy's age, um, you know, it's it, it is going to be hard for, you know, the the youngster that you pull from Scotland to to break into that Chelsea team because it's Chelsea. They've got millions and millions of pounds to go and buy a, a midfielder if they really wanted to, just if, if they didn't, what they had wasn't any good. But you know, Frank gave him his his, his go. Um, Thomas Tuchel, I don't think liked him, um, and obviously then goes out and he. Credit to him, you know, he, he takes the move, he leaves Chelsea to go to Brighton permanently. But again, I don't think a loan would be good. And Michael Beale said, said, himself said he doesn't want loans. He doesn't think loans are that beneficial for the club, um, which I totally agree. Um, we're just doing somebody else's hard work for them. Um, I'd hope that you'd maybe have a sway given the fact he's a, a Rangers man, his family are all Rangers fans. Um, and if, if 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 he thinks he's maybe not getting the best of what he can get out of his career down south, then maybe coming back up to a place he's familiar with might help him. But again, it, with every kind of deal we t- you would talk about this summer, it's all about the money. And is it is it going to be too much, too little for them to accept? Um, and what's in it for us essentially? Because we need to be, we need to look at that first before anything. Is it going to be viable for us? Yeah. No, absolutely, and, and you and Corey make good points about the, the finances it would take to, to get Gilmore back. But David Peter, to finish it off, then on Billy Gilmore, I think you answered this one in the summer, actually. And I, if I remember, you wasn't too keen at the time. Um, but what's your thoughts on it? On it now, you know, if there was a chance to get Gilmore back, um, would you be for or against it? On loan, no. On loan, as Mark said, as as Curry said. If it was to, with a view to a, a permanent deal later on, perhaps it would really depend on his salary because I think he will be on a tidy sum of money, you know, on, on whatever contract he signed with Norwich when he left Chelsea. But it will be a, will be a healthy wedge of dough. So I mean, he's clearly the boy's clearly a good player, but I I, I just wonder. Who advises Billy Gilmer on, on all of this? I mean, is it his agent? Is parents, you know, because I think, I mean, obviously there was, he was on the cusp of, you know, breaking through at, at Chelsea and, and he got through and you know, got rave reviews at the time, but clearly he, obviously, he didn't maintain that, the fact that, they, you know, he was then shipped out to Norwich with a change of manager, so, and it, sometimes I think you can be unlucky with these things, but I think he would, uh, if he wanted to come here, then it would have to be with a view to making it a permanent deal. You know, and, and Rangers making that decision rather than him. For him to come up here for a season just to uh, you know, see out a year of his Norwich contract, you know, rather than playing the championship. Up. No, no thank you. I don't want to be Rangers to be a stepping stone for anyone. So no. if he wants to become, become a Rangers player, you know, then I think I would be with Billy. But if it's uh, just to help him, you know, step to another English club, then uh, the answer would be no. So. 
that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you uh, 100% on, on that one. And um, as always, you know, we're getting so many comments in, uh, trying to get, you know, through as many as we can. It's nice to see so many members and, and we really appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, the colour is green if you're if you're a member. Um, not sure we can get that changed, but uh, it is nice to see so many members in there. Um, Curry, let's move it on a little bit then. Um, Alan McGregor um, is set to make his 500, uh, 500 appearance for Rangers this Saturday if picked, which I'm sure he will be. Um, Bill, Bill has said this week that he's not finished yet. And I think, again, the Scottish media has ran with this and made it, oh, McGregor's going to be here next season. Um, I don't think that will be the case. But just just on McGregor making 500 appearances, I think he's the, the first player to do it since Ali McQuist, um, if I'm not wrong. Um, but my question to you, and again, I'm going to come to you all, all on this and, and, and people get your answer in the comments. What's your favourite Alan McGregor save if you had to pick one? Right. I was thinking there's been so many, it's hard to just pick out one. I think everybody's the same. But the the one, I don't know who it was, it was somebody uh, that normally comes in here uh, and they made a comment and it was on another stream. Uh, I'm not going to plug their name. <laughs> but I can't remember who it was, but it was the one uh, against Griffiths where he tipped the ball onto the bar and it bounced out and then then he goes absolutely fucking mental. I never touched it. I never touched yeah. it. <laughs> that, that, that for me is probably epitomises what McGregor is. Brilliant keeper and just a total shit house city merchant. And that's what I love about him more. Yeah. No, he is. And, and that sums him up, doesn't it? That really does sum McGregor up. Um, Andy, uh, McGregor and 500 appearances. Obviously, me, me and you recently, you just give us your, your best 11. I won't, I won't say if he's in it or not, but uh, to give it a get away. But um, you know, we spoke at length about, about McGregor. But what's your favourite um, Alan McGregor save? If you um, well, I see somebody put in the comments there. Um, has to be the Samaras penalty at Ibrox, because if I remember correctly, the penalty they're given for that was all the shite. I think it was a, it was I think maybe Stokes or something. Like it was, I think it was it was on Davis. That's why I remember him because he's my my hero. Um, Davis comes in and Stokes buys the penalty. He's going down before Davis gets anywhere near him. And the commentary was like, "Justice served by the hands of McGregor" or something like that. Um, but again, that the shit that he gives you. Um, I think it was Andy Hall Andy Halliday. I was speaking about the Mark McNulty kick against Hibbs where he, he boots the ball up the park for boot his horns and as he kicks through he kind of leaves his boot on the back of McNulty and then goes down as if McNulty's kicked him and he got he gets sent off for it and he, he Halliday was saying what what happened? What happened? And Alan's going I, I caught him with my, my, my follow through and he sent me off for it. They go back into the dressing room and they see it live in the telly. And Gerald's just like, what the fuck was that? What the actual fuck was that? And McGregor's like, ah, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not, that's rubbish, man. It's like, it's, it's, that is so Alan. It's unbelievable. He's, he's just that guy. He's just that guy. I still back and describe him. He's that guy. <laughs> it, it, do you know what? He, I think he stayed, for me, he stayed at definitely a year too long. Um, I, I don't know about two years too long because let's not forget how good he was in Europe last season as well. I think the whole, 
the whole team defensively. That spell after January was was really poor. It was conceding goals. It wasn't just McGregor. It was the whole the whole back five, you know, midfield, whatever. Um, and he, he was brilliant in Europe. But I think this season we've seen it is a season too long. But um, as you said, so some you could talk probably we could we could do a podcast on McGregor and the saves and that you know his character. He is one of a kind, and that's going to be obviously a big position. Um, you know, if he does go this summer. But but Davy P, um, can you give it go and give us your, your favorite? Favorite Alan McGregor save? Is there any? I think obviously the obvious ones we've seen. Slavia Prague mentioned, where I, I think at the time I just turned away, expecting the ball to, to be in the net. Next thing McGregor got in his hands, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. Um, but I'll save my favorite one just in case you say it. Werder Bremen. Yeah, there you go. That's mine. Yeah. Be- because we were under the cosh that night because we had. I was at the game at Ibrox when Kuzan uh, was it scored from. And their goalkeeper had a bit of a mare that night, didn't he? We ended up beating them 2-0. Yeah. Uh, the keeper sold one one of the goals when he kind of fumbled it and it dropped behind them over the line. But uh, we were under the caution, Bremen, that night. We were They were coming at us wave after wave. And I think with his save, you know, which he had uh, no right to save, but he did. And I think that just broke their heart. I think they just uh, they, they gave up at that point. They just whatever they were doing just wasn't coming off and but that save was 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 extra special you know but <clears throat> uh, no I, I my one Alan McGregor moment I wish see when we played Partick Thistle and that boy runs through to score the goal and Alan McGregor comes out it would have made my season had he just launched that into the govern stand that would have just been absolutely beautiful no doubt they dig it. They would have eventually scored, but I think that he would have just made, he would have made my day had, had he done that. And I think it I think he certainly his, thought about it. <laughs> I think he thought, yeah, that, that would have been nice. I don't think he was uh, too chuffed with the bench, you know, for allowing Partick Thistle to roll up the pitch and score. You see, he wasn't quite with it. But 500 games for Rangers, you know. And, you know, he's recently just been put into the Hall of Fame. Uh, his place in, in our heart is secure forever. Alan McGregor will always get a piece of Ibrox. So he's a, what a character, though. What a character. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, couldn't think anyone anyone better to hit that, that 500 uh, mark this Saturday, which I'm sure he will. Curry, um, Nicola Raskin then. Um, we, we all expected uh, Michael Bill to do a press conference today as, it was announced a couple of weeks ago that we will be going back to, to presses two days before before a game. But then um, all of a sudden, they put it back to Friday. So the questions, are, you know, that we would like to have gone through tonight, we, we can't. But but Raskin, obviously, before the international break, injured, travelled back to Belgium a little bit early. And we thought we, he was going to be joining up with the 21s. But he pulled out of that squad as well. Uh, according to his, his national team manager, he said he'll be back soon which worries me because I feel like we've heard this all season with all of our players. Um, but Saturday, I think we should have more than enough to, to beat Dundee United at home. I think there's enough players there. My my thoughts with him, though, is I hope he's back for next week away at Parkhead. What's your thoughts on, on that? Well, the good thing is it's, it's no coming out of Ibrox. That's the one good thing. Because uh, it's normally when we hear it, hear them saying, oh, it won't be long uh, and it's coming out of Ibrox. We don't know what's happening because their medical team is an absolute shambles. 
Uh, if he is long-term injured, serious questions need to be asked. <laughs> I'm saying that they need to be asked. They should have been asked a long time ago about what's happening, why our players, why so many players, are, it's not only getting injured, but are out for so long. I think that we are starting, starting 11, even plus a couple of subs. We've had 13 of them have been out through injury this season. That's shocking. But it's not only that, it's we're getting, it's not so bad because Bill's here, but when we, GVB here, we were hearing wee bits of a story, then they were elaborating, then it was getting changed, the story was getting changed, then they'd change it again, and then the next thing we found out, and it wasn't even for Ibrox, we usually heard that it was for the, the national media, we heard that the players was out for X amount a month, and everybody's like, hold on a second, he was only supposed to be out for two or three weeks, so I think, is it a, you need to help me, is it a, a calf pull? They had. They're saying it as calf problem. Yeah. 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 If it is just a calf pill, that that's only you, you should be back in within two weeks. So I don't see any problems. But against Dundee United, we should have enough. They let's face it, Dundee United are shite. <laughs> they are absolute garbage. And even if they everybody turns around and say, ah, oh, but they'll try harder against Rangers. It doesn't matter how hard they try. We should be going out there, and that's it. I've said this a few times. We should be putting a final nail in their coffin and put them in the second tier of football where they belong. Because I'll never forgive that club for what they've done. So the best thing for them is put, put them against the teams that are probably at their level and that's second tier football. <laughs> well, listen, I think uh, I think they're uh, yeah, they've not they've not made the best appointments in in Jim Goodwin as well. I don't think I would have stayed away from him from his time at Aberdeen, but that's another another discussion. We will come on to Dundee United in a little bit more detail shortly. But but Andy, Nicola Raskin then um yeah, what what's your, what's your thoughts? Obviously we don't know, as I said, it's all speculation at the moment. But um as I say, hopefully hopefully he's back training. Um he was back training today, uh, at least on the bench for for, for for Saturday and then he you know fully fit for, for the week after because we've got two huge games coming up in, in April. Yeah, I think uh... Nico is just one of those talents that we're going to just have to enjoy for now because he's going to be off for a nice amount of money, which we'll thank him for. Um, I just did a wee bit of research on his stats and they're, they're just perfect. You know, he's got high pass accuracy in his own half and their third. Um, six Averages six passes a match into the final third, which is good because we end up passing it back into our own final third most of the time. But he's not afraid to go and win the ball in the air. He's good at recovering the ball. He's good for an interception every game. Um, I've read his wee statement he made that he's due to a small injury um, and he'll be back soon. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because of the way we've been with injuries this season, which is, is any time you see the word injury with any player, you you go, well, see him next season then. Um, and I mean, I really like Tom Lawrence, but I don't think I'll ever see him again. Um, I think it, it's a shame that he didn't play for under-21s because... I did some checking. He would have played against the Czechs in, in Japan, which I think would have been two good showcases for him. Um, he seems to be getting on quite well with their kind of their under twenty ones manager. Um, who I think he had a lot of, heaps a lot of praise on him. Um, so yeah, he's missed out on some good game time there, but hopefully it's for the the greater good, and he'll be back for us sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Davey P, have you, have you been impressed with with Raskin's start? I think, I think to be honest, I think we have been. But in terms of it, it just goes to show what you know what we've been missing for for such a long time in that midfield. That you know we're we have put. I think to be honest, we have put Raskin on this this pedestal so early. Um, I think the way we we speak about him and it's kind of you know build the team around him and Campbell was another one. But you know these these two players that we signed in January. That's the type of quality we should have been targeting, um, you know, a, a lot sooner. Um, and you said that the Glenn Kamara's, the John Lundstrom's, there's big question marks over them this summer. So it's important that we don't, you know, burn out Raskin as well because he, he is someone that hasn't played a lot of football this season. I think that's something we, we've got to remember. Yeah, I think Andrew's just highlighted it. You know, it's the it's the ability to to pass the ball forward and do it quickly, and it's it's the the turnover and and how quickly because was it, it was Motherwell wasn't it when he uh, when he wins the ball in midfield you know he challenges wins it gets the ball and immediately plays it uh, forwards and then you know the ball is then played forward to to Sakala who pings it over and Big Tony knocks it in so th- th- that's that's crucial I mean it's and th- we just saw in that that's that single in, you know phase of play. What Raskin brings immediately from winning the ball, ball goes forward. Not that we pirouette to find someone who's in the centre circle, you know, or find one of our central defenders to, to kind of retain possession and you know have a thing about it. it was immediately going forward, and and we got the <clears throat> the outcome that we, that we wanted. So you certainly the signs are very encouraging with, with Nico Raskin uh, in terms of what he will bring to us. I just sort of have a wee concern, you know, that if. If we know he's injured, why is he going to join any Belgian squad? He should be, you know, all and howie with uh, focusing on, you know, recovering from that injury. I just don't, I just don't get that. I, mean, I, I know there'll be some politics involved in, in international football. Or who's got right to these players for what period of time? But <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's, I think, as, as Curry said earlier, I think your management of, of the players... You know injuries and and so forth. I don't know too much about it, but certainly from the outside, uh, there are some questions in my head. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, I thought that was a strange one as well, as well, Davey. That you know he, he was he was travelling back obviously a day early to Belgium, which at the time we all thought that was international duty, but it you know, it wasn't. But yeah, there there are other other questions, um, definite, but. Um, Curry, moving it on then. Um, before we come on to, to Dundee United uh, preview, I just one more thing I wanna I wanna touch on before we, we get to that, and that's Kenny Miller. Um, today, uh, I think it was yesterday, is he, uh, he released a podcast with with the Daily Record, say no more, um, saying, you know, there was a lot in there, but the bit I want to touch on, um, he said that he always knew he was gonna rejoin Rangers even after signing for Celtic which I thought was a, I don't know if he, he fully actually thought that. Um, but but I, I actually, the, it's more to the question is, what are your thoughts on, on Kenny Miller? Because to say he's a Rangers legend, that he's pushing it for me. Um, I think he was, a, he was a great servant. And, and um, I think he's repaid, he's repaid his faith. I, I remember at the time being a bit disappointed when he signed, obviously, because of, his time at Celtic and the goal against us, et cetera, et cetera. But um, again, people get, you know, get your comments on, on your thoughts on Miller and the way he left, I thought was poor, again, from his service. 
But what, what was your thoughts on? I don't know if you see that that podcast today, but but, but you know, thoughts on Kenny Miller as a whole. Right. Uh... Where's my spare jar? Because I'm probably going to need it. <laughs> Don't I say? Where'd I put it? <laughs> right. Kenny uh, Miller. Absolutely fantastic player. He uh, uh, run for miles and he scored goals. He uh, uh, was a good Rangers player. I'm not going to take that. I will never ever take that away from him. But how could you sign for them? If you get any loyalties to Rangers at all, you would never ever, it didn't matter who you would sign for, you would never sign for them. But that's coming from a, a Rangers fan. And I think every Rangers fan would be the exact same. The thing that I always thought about, and I can't remember if he actually, I think he did once, uh, did he score against us? Yeah. No. I think it was like his that, first goal against for a Celtic. I think he really struggled yeah. until that old fan. Uh-huh. I think that's what... And my, my thought process going through that is I could never do that. That's how I, I was never ever... <laughs> neither my fat bastard either. But I could never play football, right? Because, against Rangers. Because my loyalties to Rangers are too much. That I could never ever score against them. And everybody says, aye, but they're professional footballers. Doesn't matter. I think everybody's got their loyalties to their own football team. And I think you'd always try that wee bit harder for the team that you love. And if Miller loves Rangers as much as he said he did, he would have never ever signed for them. And when he came back to us, I was like, get to. I didn't want him anywhere near the club. He done okay. He wasn't quite as good as he was when we first had him. But I, I, I'm on the fence. With Again, I'm on the fence. I'm going to have something in the skills Mars. I, I don't know. He's just... Do I like him? Aye, as a person? Aye. But I hate what he did. I just, I can't get over that. That one wee bit, going out of them, just really spoils... My thoughts of him, but that's just—I don't know if everybody feels like that. Obviously, people in the chat might probably tell me disagree agree with me. I'm even not sure. Somebody said Aldo McNaught. I don't know if he can bring this up. He said he kissed the Celtic badge. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can't remember that, now see if he did. Fuck him. I don't. I don't want to date with him. Final word. <laughs> Andy, what's your, what's your thoughts on on that comment? That you know, it, even I just I think he's, he's mad. He's obviously said a lot of things since he retired, and um, you know, said he was always a, a Rangers supporter. I, I, I've always said, if you're a Rangers supporter, you don't play for them. That is it. Period. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I believe he really, really was. And then the comment today to say. Yeah, I always knew. I know. I always felt that like I would have gone back to Rangers even after signing for for Celtic. It's it's a, it's it's a you know mental mental one to come out with, in my opinion. Um, it's kind of hard. To, Kenny Miller is always going to be a, a dividing topic. Um, uh, I I'd like Kenny. Um, I don't know if it's just because I remember I remember him post Celtic. I don't have a lot of. I wasn't really old enough to put together 
at the time when he played for Celtic, and I couldn't remember that he played for us and when he signed for us originally because I was just born. I think it was that year I was born um, that he signed for us originally. Um, but certainly when he came back, I thought he was brilliant. I think we were we were talking the other day. Um, I think he scored a brace in the first three old forms of every season for the first three years he was here. Um, in that second spell when Walter brought him back. And um, at, to be honest, you said... You, you told us what we were talking about tonight and you said Kenny on the on the podcast and I went, oh, it's a weird one. I thought I would have seen that. And then you said the Daily Record and I went, ah, that would explain it. Um, but I like Kenny mostly because of the third spell when he came back because, again, I, I, I think we all have kind of mixed opinions of the, 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 the Boyd return during that kind of championship season because he was no longer the player he was. But Kenny Miller still had a lot to give in those years, and he, he gave everything he had until the wheels fell off. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'm always going to be angry at the the way that we discarded him and Wallace. Um, it, to, I, I, I don't know the full story. I don't think anyone knows the full story of why. But Wallace and Miller were discarded for... From what I heard, was just because they weren't happy getting battered by Celtic and uh, at Hamden, and, and to be fair, um, I, I I think that kind of shows you what the kind of what he thinks. We shouldn't, we should never. I mean, a good Rangers team never gets thumped by them, and disrespected the way they used to disrespect us, and and to be fair, getting thrown out for standing up for what Rangers should be, even though that. You can make the argument, well, you played for them. Standing up for what you believe your club that you're playing for, if you support them, I know. I don't know. I, I thought he was a Hibs fan growing up, was he not? Something like that. Because he was, yeah, that's, he was, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. But apparently, um, apparently not. I think that kind of gives you the how he feels inside, the way he, he spoke. He spoke about in a podcast saying that, that incident springs from him and Wallace's reaction to getting thumped. Yeah. Basically showing that that's not on. Is it okay if I jump in here, Mason, just for two oh, seconds? Are you going to mention Jim Stone? Uh, no. <laughs> no not yet. No, no, that, no we'll, we'll do that as well. <laughs> what Andy was saying there, that, that actually to me jogged my memory. That There was a, a, a big rumour going about that Beth Miller and Lee were in that dressing room and went absolutely tonto one there and started to me pointing out a, a few names that weren't they playing to the standard that they were expected and that was the last we ever heard of that now I think Miller got one more game after that, Lee Wallace got a cameo for about two two minutes yeah. in that game yeah, that, I'm not sure if Miller did but I know Wallace got brought on for with, on his last game of the season before his contract was due to run up Aye. Aye, but that was the last Rangers game though that was the, the last game that he played though, Aye, that yeah, was the, yeah. the, very, the very last one and up. I'll never forgive Rangers for that. Because we've always put his career yep. in jeopardy mm -hmm. to sign for us, and that still really riles me up. Sorry, go ahead, Mason. Sorry for interrupting, guys. No, 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 that's all good. No, no, you're absolutely spot on as well. Lee Wallace is another one. Um, and I agree with you, Curry. He was treated really poorly by, by the football club. And I, I, I think Miller was in the end as well, to be honest, considering the, the service has said he, get, he gave us the second time. Many of us didn't like it when he returned, but 
Kai loved to go against them and, uh, you know, have some big, big ones in there. And just before I move on to, to David P, just want to say a big, big thanks to Jim Sloan for, for the donation. Really kind of you, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, David P then finish, finishes off with, with Kenny Miller making the headlines today. What, what are your thoughts on, on all of this? Uh, it's, it's a strange one, eh? Because <clears throat> Kenny Miller, I love Kenny Miller, you know, and I know when he played for them, you know, that's a, a bitter pill to swallow. But he came back and by his application, his commitment, you know, when he came back for the third time and we were in the lower division and he became, you know, the, probably the, the, the biggest personality in that squad. And you could see when he was out on that pitch how much... You know, he wanted this to go well. He was he was the leader of, of that team. I know Lee Wallace was the was the skipper, but <clears throat> certainly uh, he was playing a big part in, in, in leading that team. He was obviously a strong character, a strong voice, which I think eventually bubbled over when uh, they, they made their feeling known in the Hamden dressing room. And I think the the whole thing was was kind of amplified almost by Murty getting it first. Because Graham Murty got both barrels from both of them, you know, and 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 I think the board saw that as being stepping over the line when they, I mean, when having a go at the players in the change room. But I think Murty got it, uh, and I think that's where the difference of opinion stemmed from in that particular instant. But I would say uh, between the board and and between Lee Wallace and Kenny Miller. Who was the bigger range of man that day? Because I think they were just reinforcing standards because the performance on the pitch was, was unacceptable. And we've had, we've had a few, we had a couple, uh, you know, this season with, with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst when we, we absolutely capitulated. So I think the, there was the, the same argument was, was employed that day. So for me, uh, Kenny Miller will always be a, a good Rangers man for me. But I think the fact that he pulled that strip over their he his head is obviously you know, kind of taints it, but in the, in the long run, I mean, you may look at the some of the players which you know nominally are, are true blues, which end up signing for them. So I, I don't think we can see it where I mean, I am and, and Curry is and Andrea and you are. We're hundred percent Rangers fans. Well, the guys who are professional football players aren't one hundred percent Rangers fans. They'll be maybe seventy five percent Rangers fan, twenty five percent professional football player. You know, and Scott Allen is a perfect example where, you know, a guy who is a Rangers through and through and Celtic pr present a £2 million contract in front of him and he thinks, you know, I signed this, my family are set for life and uh, Rangers aren't in the room, so do I just sign the contract? And so I, I think the we shouldn't be too harsh on, on people who, who are persuaded, you know, by their family security. To do, I know we would say they're absolute traitors, and there is a. <clears throat> I would suggest there is a more than a, a fair argument there that we should, no one should ever do it. And I, I personally, yeah, I, I sit, sit here now saying I would never do it. But I think if they were to show me a suitcase full of money, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's uh, it's not it's not you know black and white here. So they are professionals after all, but you can understand why. I mean, just think of their own family. I'm thinking of the family that I came from and I was never to go home and say, I've signed for Celtic. You know, that, that would have been Sunday. <laughs> 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 I, 
it's, it's just one of them, isn't it? You, you get always get asked when you, you start playing football as a kid, um, would you ever sign for them? No. And no money in the world. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I'll never do it. Um, but, one thing uh, I'd say, and that is a, a kind of final comment, sorry for jumping in there. That's um, especially a comment I, I remember him saying at the t- in that in the same podcast he was talking about the, the Wallace and Ham incident was he was speaking to Walter as a Scotland boss at the time, and I think he, it was due to the the man that Walter Smith was to him um, that kind of drove home what am I doing? What am I actually doing? And I remember, I remember, it was last, it was a really good podcast. Um, he, he was talking about it was just an interview with him about his career, and he was saying um, that even when Kashinya was here, and the, the kind of there was a minor revolt between the players and the manager there before Kashinya got sacked, that it was a he, him and Kashinya had a minor falling out, and Kashinya was kind of playing him a wee bit off. Uh, telling them, yeah, you're, you're, no, I don't worry about it. You're doing fine. You're training hard. You're doing everything I want you to be doing. But he said, I've got a feeling that something's not right here with him. And the first person he phoned was Walter Smith and said, Gaffer, I don't think this is working. I think, and he said, I've got a feeling I'm going to get dropped. And then Kishinya went and dropped him for the weekend's game. Um, so I just, just uh, having the kind of relationship you had with Walter Smith, I think, kind of gives you the the full story and um, where, he, where he, he feels. Well, listen, absolutely. I don't think Miller ever comes back um, if, if Walter Smith wasn't, mm. wasn't manager. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, he's the only person that, that, that would have sanctioned that and, and made yeah. it happen. Um, and the support had enough faith in, in Smith, never mind Miller. But, um, but yeah, I thought I'd bring that up because that was an interesting one for today. And just before I move on to, to, to we are going to start co- uh, going through Dundee United now. Um, just like to say thank you to Glasgow Rangers Nation. Been in the comments tonight, new member. Again, just so nice to see so many members. And, and again, we, we appreciate it. Curry, um, coming on to you then. Dundee United, you've already said, you know, you, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, fa- you broke them up completely for, for Saturday. And uh, just before, just before I come to you, I've got a little question though um, for you. Um, and again, uh, David P. Andrew, if you know, uh, Put, put, put your hand up and get you know people get get your answers in the comments. Do you know the last time Dundee United beat us at Ibrox in the league? Do you know the last time that was Curry? You're on mute. You're on mute, yeah, Curry. I like, I, like the top. I like the top as well. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Oh. I can't. I, do you want to know something? It must have been some time ago because I, ca- I can't even remember them. No idea, mate. No idea at all. I'd be lying if I even gave, gave a guess, but I'm reckoning it, it must, must be a, a while ago because I can't even think off my head when it was. Well, we'll see. We'll see if anyone gets it. Any, anything, boys, anything clicks, let me know. But that's, that's our little... Uh... Question. Well, I've got another question as well, but that, but that's the first one. But but Curry, my question to you as well is, who are you playing on Saturday at left back? Because that's going to be a big talking point. Because obviously Yilmaz was back in before the international break. Uh, Barisic had a good game for Croatia. Apparently, didn't see it, but from all reports, he had a, he had a good game. Um, who would you like to see playing 
at home on Saturday. Right, well, before I answer that, I'd, love to, I'd like to thank all the chat for the massive love I've got for my turkey special. And, <laughs> you, and if you notice, guys, look, if, if you really look close, it's still white. Now, you don't see that very often for a certain team, do you? <laughs> but anyway, moving on <laughs> swiftly. <laughs> uh, I think you already know this, mate. It's your mask for me. Uh, Barisic, boring, bloody Barisic. You can put in a pass, but we don't have the strikers that run into the box for his his crosses, and and that's what lets him down. He's too predictable. We all know what he's going to do. And that's the thing. And the opposite teams know what he's going to do. Can he whip up in a ball? Aye. Yomaz adds a lot more to the game. Now you need to remember, Yomaz has only just started. This time, not even this time, the start of next season is when we'll probably see the best of Yomaz and what he can do. He can move the ball. His crossing is no brilliant, but he's just on the door. But he can go by a man. He can take on a man. He actually takes on a man better than Ryan Kent. He can actually get by a guy. We've seen the last I mean, umpteen games now, Ryan Kent can't even get by one man now. So for me, it'll be, be Yomaz. But either way, they can still play Bonabarisic, see how it goes the first half. And if it doesn't, we've always got Yomaz as an option. And that's the one really, really good thing is we've got, at least we've got somebody there that can take his place if he has having a bad game, or they've got their 10 men stuck in their penalty box and we can't get anywhere near it. So, for me, I would pick Yomaz to start. Yeah, but, no, I agree, Corey. I agree. I, th- I think I think that the time is now for Bill to start looking towards next season. And I think Yomaz, the money we spent, £5 million, he's had his injuries, he, he's back in the team now. Leave him in. Let's see what what he can do. Build build him for, for next season. I, I personally don't think Barisic will be here next season. Um, and David P, I'll come to you on that just before I do. Just like to say thanks to JD, but for becoming a new member as well. Uh, thank you. But uh, yeah, so so David P, Yilmaz or, or Borna in for you Saturday. And the other position I want to touch on, Todd Cantwell um, played ever so well at Motherwell, a little bit deeper. Um, where would you like to see him? in the team on Saturday? Well, <clears throat> instinctively, I always want to see Rangers play further up the pitch then. I mean, because Dundee United are going to come and do what most of them do. Most of them do, and you know, only occasionally will we see them break out from, you know, the, the, the low block, as it's known. Christ, I mean, it's just bloody defend for your lives. <laughs> Read defend for your lives. So, <clears throat> uh, I would like to see Yomas back in. Just for the reason you gave, uh, Mason, was that, you know, we need to find out what this boy's about. So, in that, the league is 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 gone anyway, barring, you know, something cataclysmic. So, I think uh, it's time to find out because the danger is we're going to go into, we're going you-know-where you against uh, that lot next next weekend. And I think, you know, Bournemouth conceded the same goal, you know, 10 times. And uh, we, I think it's about t- time we tried something else. You know, and as you said, you know, after paying all that money for this guy, we really need to uh, find out exactly how much value we got in, in buying that. <clears throat> On the, the United question, 
I'm going to offer you a suggestion, and it's a, it's a pure punt. I don't know. Go for but it. I'm going 1986, and it was a league match at Ibrox, and uh, Dundee United won 3-2. I was behind the goal that day, right? And all got behind it in the Brunelland front, right in the middle of the goal, and we won. We were 2 0 up at half time, and they won 3-2. So all five goals were scored right in front of them. So that one's uh, <clears throat> scarred me. But uh, so I, I, that's the only one, the only Dundee United victory I can I can think of in a league match. So it was 3-2, Davey, but it was in 2010-2011 season. Uh, Glasgow Rangers Nation, as, as, who's just joined as a, a member, uh, got it right. Um, yeah, 3-2. I remember the game, and it, I think at the time mm. I remember thinking, we've just blown blown the league. I think um, at the time, I think they just overtook us. There was only a few games. Uh, there was quite a few, uh, not many games left. Um, I, I, I remember Goodwillie. I think, I think Goodwillie got a double that day, actually. You can't um, see that name. That's redacted, though. <laughs> redacted scored a couple of goals that day. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, it was one. It was one that we done it with a Motherwell, so I thought I'd throw that one in. But um, well done, whoever got that one. And Andy, we've said then about Barisic or, or Yilmaz. Um, sort of looking, that's the only one I think you can sort of debate. I mean, there's a lot, been a lot of talk about John Souter as well. Apparently, he's training really well. I would like to see see us go to a, a back five before going to Parkhead next Saturday. I think a back five going there. We've seen the goals we give away in, in the cup final, them getting down the sides. I think playing playing a five um, stops that. Well, it, it helps that quite a lot. Uh, the only thing is then I'd, I'd argue that we've, we don't need a back five at home to Kilmarnock. Um, but I do think it would be a good game for Yilmaz and Suter to, to come into it. What, what, what's your thoughts on, 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 on obviously, the, the, you know, the Yilmaz born one we said and, and us possibly going with a, with a back five going forward? Well, ideally, uh, the person that starts for me at the weekend is the best trainer during the week. Um, I'd argue, yeah, we need to give Yilmaz the time to see what we've really got, but I think you'd be pretty blamed to Borna, who only missed the last game because of his wife was expecting, and before that he was the starting man. Um, I think, yeah, not saying that I don't think Yilmaz could be the best in training, I think he really could be, I think he is the future. Um, I just think Given the man, the manager, you know, Barisic was brought in under Gerard, obviously then also brought in under Bill. Um, so I think Michael might have a wee bit of loyalty towards the player in that kind of retrospect. Um, I think we are actually in a good position because you could argue that we could batter Dundee United and bring on as many whatever players we want to bring on. I think we'll be comfortable against Dundee United, who would have been absolutely dreadful this season. Um, I almost had a chuckle every time I was doing the opposition report on him today. Um, I, I, took, I was reading it out, I was doing my research and I've got it as no wins in the last five. Um, <laughs> they have, Apart from one draw against us, um, which was the first kind of nail in the we're not going to retain the title coffin, um, they, they give you no goals. Stephen Fletcher is a top goal scorer with only six in the league. Um, I think Tabs get at least double that. Um, I don't see them being any threat, and I think that gives us the opportunity to maybe start Suter or maybe start Yilmaz, and then if if we're feeling comfortable, we, we limit the time, or if you want to start with, I don't know if you're going to play Suter as the left side of the defence, or if you're going to play a five-back or whatever. Um, it gives you the options to, to make these decisions. 
And I'm hoping that we're not just going to take the easy option and just revert back to what we we know. We're going to maybe be a wee bit more creative and and decision making. Um, because I think it would be a good this would be a good time to answer the kind of Yilmaz and Barisic conundrum by giving them both even a half each, depending on how the first half goes. I can see us thumping them this weekend. Um, honestly, Jim Goodman, we have to thump them. They're ridiculously shite this year. And they, if they're circling the drain in there, and it would be nice to just to say bye bye and let them go down to the second tier again. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Tannadice will be packed out next season for Air United at home or whoever the next really, uh, next uh, League One promoted team will be. I don't know. But aye, we should go and absolutely battle them, and that will give us the freedom to make some changes. Yeah, no, we, we should, we should, uh, Andy, we, we should absolutely, we should come out all, all guns blazing and, and blow them away. But, you know, as I said, it's not been like that this season with, um, mm. especially games at Ibrox under, but we've actually looked better away from home at times, um, which is, which is weird. So it'll be interesting to see how we, we come out uh, on Saturday after a break as well. Curry, is there any other changes you'd like to see? Maybe Trollac? Um, up top, um, Morelos in there. I mean, I've said they're a back, a back five, a, a going to a back five. And look, there's different ways you can play a back five. You can go to a back five and sit in, but you can also play a back five with your wing backs playing really high and then go two up front. That's that's more than what I was meaning um, with, with that one. But um, yeah, is there anyone else you'd like to see to come in, come into this team for for Saturday? Uh, I just want the the best starting eleven to play. Uh, get it done. As Andy said, get the final nail in their coffin and just absolutely batter them left, right and centre. Then we can start switching the system about and switching players about. Uh, I, uh, Bill said uh, in his last like, the international thing that he wants to see us be, be more ruthless. That That's the thing that we've not done all, all season yet. We've had the threes, we've had the fours, but we ha- we've had games that we should have been six, seven, eight, nine, and sometimes a t- a, there was one game at a ten we could have got, and we've, we just seem to go into that, right, we've done enough, we don't need to do anymore. And I think that's what a lot of the Rangers supports getting fed up with, is because, all right, we're getting the job done, right, who have we got next? It's, a, it's the, ne- the next game is a nobody game. But they were they were just stopped playing. I don't want that. I want I want players to come out, and it doesn't matter who who we're playing, whether we're playing a third division team or that mob. I want to see your players playing for ninety minutes, no matter what. And every player, no, just some, them all. It's what we deserve. It's what the fact, not so much I deserve because I, I don't go to games. But all the guys that go out and they do spend their money. And for their measures, their merchandise, going to games, going to away games, the amount of money they pump into the club is unbelievable. And I think the least that they deserve for every player, and every, in fact, every employee, Rangers, should be doing their absolute utmost for the fans that keep them in a job. Because if it was there for fans, they wouldn't have a job. And I think that's a lot of them forget that. And I think on oh, the debacle as well I think somebody was telling me about the carry on with the tickets that ticket site down again so it's not good enough they, they need to really really start looking 
it listening to fans, and I think that's what the problem is. They're not listening to fans anymore. They do what they want to do or what they think's best, and what they think's best isn't always the right decision. They need to start listening to what we think as well, and I think that's one of the bigger gaps now that's happened in Rangers over the last two or three seasons now, since we took 55. They, it's not only that they've took their eye off the ball in football, they've took their eye off the ball with the fans as well. And I I've, I went right off the subject there, Mason, sorry. <laughs> Just like, meow. <laughs> right, right, that, that, that was worse than a Ryan Kent fucking shot, wasn't it? <laughs> Rosette there. Uh, I don't do you need it, right? <laughs> That tells how shite they are that you can avert that far off course. That tells how low they are. It, it, all comes, it all comes to that point, though, though Curry. It's, it's just we, we've said it a lot on this podcast is we're just not relentless enough. We're not. I, you know, well, that's what my, uh, my point was going to be. Yeah, yeah. But somehow yeah. I get into fans and all that garbage. Oh, dear me. Oh, I need my medication. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> on, on you, DBP, you, you can bring the tone. You can give some sensibility to this. <laughs> no, no, listen, you're right. There, there, isn't, there hasn't been. We, we, we do get to 2, 3, 4, and the game's done, and it's the game goes flat. We've seen that so many times um, this season. You know, even at 2-0, we, we don't look like... You know, we want to score another goal. Uh, David P, my, my, my question to you, though, is um, can Tillman and Campbell play in the same team? So it's a good question, you know, because the, the couple of times we have seen it, Bill's tried it at Ibrox against, um, I think Kilmarnock was one. Um, I can't remember the other one. St Johnston was the other one. And I didn't think, I think we had sort of too many players trying to do the same, the same thing. Um, I think I can't remember who else he played with them that day, but um, it's, it's about sort of finding uh, you know a position for Tillman when Cantwell plays. Maybe maybe it is a case of of Cantwell dropping deeper like he did a couple of weeks ago at, at Fir Park. My, uh, I mean, why not? We're playing Dundee United, so <laughs> we played Cantwell and Tillman. If it, so, if we need to adjust it mid match, then adjust it. You know, we're, we're not going to the Santiago Bernabeu. You know where you know the formation has to be absolutely. You know we, we have to be military precision in terms of our formation. We're going it. We've got a fair bit of latitude. Adjust it. You know, so go out, get, get the best players on the pitch, and and Michael Beale can tweak it from the side. You know, or maybe ten yards further out. You know, just you're too close together, and and, and adjust it accordingly, and uh, the quality will see us through. I think I'm going to end where we're pretty much we started, and it's uh, and it's the commitment and it's the energy, and, and you know the running pace, you're closing down, you know. So and and that all that that brings is because sometimes you know when and I think this I could be dead wrong here, but I think this kind of transmits to the stands some times where it's all too kind of lethargic yeah. and it's one paced and. You know, and everybody kind of gets a bit fed up, you know, and with loads of touches of the ball, but we're not really, you know, cutting through them. And the whole thing's just so pedestrian. Whereas I want us to be going at it. Absolute hammer and tongs, get the best players on the pitch. The faster we can play this game, the more of an advantage they have. And uh, that's what I would like to see. So to answer your previous question, which I, I completely ignored, was Todd Cantwell. I want Todd Cantwell to be as far up the pitch 
as possible. You know, I want him to be uh, in the box. You know, kind of like the Motherwell game. You know, where where he gets on the end of the, the fourth shot on goal, and Todd manages to launch it into the roof of the net. So, and I think in terms of ruthless, there's no better example than the last game at Motherwell, where they are now down to ten men. We score the third, we score the fourth, and we should have scored three, possibly four more goals, and and we didn't. We just uh, the chances came and, and and they went, but we just it weren't clinical enough. But we certainly, in terms of shots on goal and, and possession, you know, I think it was seventy odd percent possession, you know, in, in that game. So we do have to uh, can be convert up front. I would be playing Morelos instead of uh, Tony Goals, uh, because. I think you know when they're going to be packing the box, Alfredo will be uh, just provide us with a wee bit more quality in terms of uh, finishing and and you know kind of all round team play to be honest. So, maybe that quality. depends how many deep fried bar bar suppers he's had. <laughs> it's been a long international break. You never know. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. It's been a long. You come back. Well, he's been away in Colombia, hasn't he? Aye, yeah. and that's the thing I'm scared of because every time he goes out there, he comes back. Although he's, I mean, never seen a salad bar in his life. <laughs> there is a Everton pop, didn't he? Well, that do you know what? Funny, funny you say that. I've got a few questions I've just marked here just to finish us off tonight, and I'll start with that one. Then um, there's been quite quite a few questions coming in about it, and it's uh, Morelos was in Colombia, um, as you say. And he had an Everton top on. He was playing a, a game, uh, you know, with with locals, and he had an Everton top on. Um, some people have said it's disrespectful. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on it, Andy? I mean, look, I don't think Morelos is going to be here next season. Uh, this he's done stuff like this, you know, things that that I don't like a Rangers player doing. I just think it's just, you know, why why do you have to walk around with an Ever, Everton top on? What's the what's the need for it? What, what's your thoughts on it? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I like Buff. Um, I'm going to... The first thought that I came to mind was because it was actually my girlfriend that showed me it and she was like, oh, that's a bit weird. And I went... The first thought that came to my mind is that it was Yeri Mina as his Columbia teammate and he plays for Everton. So I was thinking, mm, you never know, it could be for his pal. Um, but also, I mean... If it was if it was another Scottish team, he'd be fuming. I, I, don't, I don't really... Care ever? I don't even think Everton are in for him. I don't think I've seen anything in Everton have been in for him. I think Everton have got more problems than just the striker. Um, I'm not too bothered. Um, I I can understand. I can understand if it's a Scottish lad that's maybe away in holiday and he's got a different top on, but it's Rangers isn't exactly his his, his first team. If it's I don't know. Scott Arfield and he's wearing like I don't know a Tottenham top. You go, why is he not wearing the Rangers top? He's a Rangers man. Whereas it's oh Alfie, he's probably get. I don't I don't see I don't see the the issue. I can un, I can understand the issue, but it's not an issue to, in my opinion. <clears throat> not fair enough. As I said, there's been been a split, a split opinion. Curry, you, I'll give you this one. Um, what did you make of the Glasgow kiss incident? Um, this was Aldo. This was very early. I'm touching it very briefly. This was the. The women's game. I'll probably come to the worst person with this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, right. Uh, what, what's your, what serious, your right? I'll, I'll put on my serious head for this for once. It's not very often. <laughs> this will happen, so make the most of it. Should it have happened? No. 
Will there be something done about it? Yes. Should it be going as far as being sanctioned by the usual mob trying to have our media try to get it a bit more further than it should be? No, it's just the, the usual. I can't even say that word because we've all get banned. Uh, should have, I want to know the context why he did it? Because as far as I know, he's been with the club what six, seven years. Maybe been longer. He, been there a while, yeah. Yeah, he'd been here a while. And nothing like this, this has ever happened before. No, has there something been said? Did they make, make a remark? Did they make a gesture? Did they say something to one of the lasses? We don't know that yet. He, he could have turned around and said something. But the thing is, he is saying that all, all he felt was a push and getting called a rat. That's all I tell you. Now, I need to question that. Because I know for a fact, fact that he would have been called a rat and not a rat, so they need to get this. They need to get, get it right. Uh, so I don't know. I, I might know the context why he does it. Because if it was just a, a moment of madness and he just went over there, it's wrong. He shouldn't have done it. And there's quite possibly he will lose his job over it. Yeah. And that's that's the sad thing. But we need to look at it for. If that happened to one of our coaches, yeah, what would we want? And we'd probably want, listen, get that boy out of football. Yeah. So I, I can't be hypocritical. I need to say, well, I don't know the guy that much. He's been near the club. He's obviously, he's done his job, but he can't stay. If there's no context for him to actually do that, i.e. if somebody's, if he said something to him, or made a gesture, and especially to one of the lasses, if he's done something to one of the lasses, and he's up there and went, who, the f- who are you? If he's done that, then it might be forgivable in my eyes, but will it be forgivable in Rangers' eyes? I don't know so much. Look, listen, it's, it's a, it's, I know what you're saying, but even if he has said something sh- shocking, you, you, you're representing Rangers, you can't, and your camera's there, there you, can't, you can't do it. Um, I, you can I'll put a question to you, right? Yeah. You're out there, you're you're coaching, right? Think yourself as a coach, and somebody says something to one of your lasses that I and I'm no I'm not talking about a wee a wee snidey comment. I'm talking about something really, really nasty. And you lost the head, right? Would, would you be able to I'm different, I, I'd react right away, because but that's me, I go to eleven. Before I think about one, two, three, four, five. But if something really happens, you're going to react. Any yeah. guy would, especially like your wife. If somebody says something to your wife outside, would you wait and time we go? Oh, that's no right. You shouldn't be saying that. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And they're right away. It's di- it's di- it's different context though, Car in it because as I said, it's listen. We don't know what was said behind. We're just seeing it off face value, so it's it's hard to. He's speculating right? I need to find the context first, mate, before I make a judgment yeah. on him myself. But, but, but as I said, we Rangers, they're not going to stand for that. So he's probably yeah. lost his job unless there is a, a really, really bad thing that's happened that's made him react like that. But I don't know. We'll need to see. I don't know what the other guys think. They, they'll probably think the complete opposite of me, as always. Yeah. No, no, no listen, listen. It's been, there's been a few different, different comments on it tonight. But as I said, I just think. 
when you're representing Rangers, you need to do you need to do it properly. I think that the frustration as well was conceding a goal like that in the last minute. Uh, it was, and, and listen, the way their manager reacted is is how you would expect one of them to to react. But um, I think he was just yeah frustrated that they've chucked away the win. But David P, the question I want to ask you. Um, we got from David D and it's a really good one. Just really quickly. We, we spoke about our TV deal many times on here and we've absolutely ripped it to shreds. Um, and yeah, the, the rumours are today that the zone want to buy the, the rights to show the EFL games, which will end the three o'clock blackout, um, which is out at the, at the moment. And it looks like it will be, if it happens, it will be making them clubs a lot of money. By the time 2029 comes round, when our, this Sky deal is finished, that the, the SPFL has signed with Sky Sports, it's going to look something like back from the 70s or, or 80s. It's it's a farce. I, I still I cannot believe that there hasn't been more said and done about the TV deal that, that was sanctioned. It's an absolute disgrace. And it's, it's going to hold us back as a club. You know, so there's... Uh... The tail wags the dog in Scottish football. You've got a whole load of people, you know, because it's one club, one vote. And these people, ambition just doesn't exist other than survive. Just get to next season, get to next season. So the guaranteed income, you know, which four or five years time is is all that they'll be interested in. And they will vote accordingly. So they're probably doing what's best for their club, you know, as they see it. However, Rangers, you know, and probably that other mob are in a completely different, you know, horizon from, from all of that in terms of, you know, with ambitions to possibly move beyond Scottish football, but European football and the budgets that they are competing with and in, in, in other clubs in, within European football and, and the, the cash that would be required and the current TV deal is just, you know, the other end of the spectrum for, for where it needs to be. So we're, we're handcuffed to these guys who it's just it's 40 Scottish senior clubs. And, you know, as I said, I think I've said this before, the telling statistic was the day when we were in the lower division. We were in the, the second division and the attendance at Ibrox of 49,000 was more than all the other grounds combined. And, and I think that's just the, the, the level of the disparity between what our ambition is and what their ambition is. But we're all in the same deal in terms of TV, they all got a say in it. It's just, it's utterly bonkers. So, but, so until we get out of that and, and, and the structure of it changes, then there's, uh, we just have to suck it up, I guess. Yeah, no, no absolutely. And Andy, I'll finish up on that. What, what was your thoughts on the, on the, on the TV, TV deal um, that, that, that we've, we've got at the moment? As you said, it's, Rangers obviously said, uh, Stuart Robertson earlier said that, that this, as David P just pointed out, this holds us back in terms of, of, of a, a club comparing it to the other teams in Europe. Um, so we'll, we'll finish it off. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, it's a shame you said that finishes off because I was about to make this, the shortest answer possible and just say Neil Doncaster's a fud. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I will broaden my, my answer to the question a wee bit more. The irony of Stuart Robertson saying this deal holds us back, whilst he also holds us back, is, is funny. Um, I have to say, um, from what I've seen with, in regards to the ticketing issue with the system and that, and we're moving to a new system next season, I believe it was SeatGeek, um, is what I, I read, which is, is, uh, I'm actually quite positive about, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a fan of North American sports. I, I watch ice hockey, 
um, keep an eye on baseball and basketball and seat geeks used for most of the North American sports games. And uh, from what I've heard, it's a quite a good, uh, quite a good system, quite a modern system. Um, so I'm quite, it's quite a positive from this kind of <laughs> people running the club. It's a, it's not a colossal, made an ass of it situation, which I'm used to. But um, so that's a positive. Whether or not we then push the boat out again and look towards Disney Plus, Amazon, Netflix. I know Amazon Prime were quite good with tennis. They have the rights to a lot of the tennis tournaments. Um, whether or not they'd be interested in something that is just Scottish football, I don't know, unless they want something else packaged in. Um, it's hard to tell. I think it's the, the 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 league as a whole needs to do a lot more than they're doing, um, and the club can only do what they can do because at the end of the day, we're the uh, <coughs> us and them are the two big fishes in the pond, but the rest of the fishes in the pond seem to have just as big a say as us. Yeah, and that's it, mate. And and there's not there's there's not we can't go and sign our own deal with whoever we want. That's the problem. It's yeah. it's in there now, black and white till. 2029, it's a, it's an absolute disgrace. That shambles, shambles. Took, an only know. shambles, there you go. Yeah, Who else has I've heard that thrown about? Yeah, I could talk all night about that, but uh, boys, we're going to wrap it up there. So all that's left to do is, again, thank everyone for, for the comments tonight and your likes, and obviously new members, um, you know, it's been really, really good. Curry, so I want your prediction for Saturday, please, mate, and thank you guests uh well as always thanks for having me on it's been a good laugh a bit nuts as well uh the chat brilliant as always uh for everybody that joined uh our little band and community thank you so much it is appreciated as i know everybody says oh thank you thank you it is humbling to know that people are actually willing to pay money to watch assholes like me Talk about our favourite thing, Rangers, which is brilliant. <laughs> These are all mental in my eyes, but thank you so much. Uh, it is so, so much appreciated. Uh, what was it? Oh, the score. Sorry, but Sasha just come in. And I'm just, what's the matter, Darlene? No. Oh, she's away again. Sorry. <laughs> Changed her mind. Uh, I've got to go a respectable. 4-1. They will score first. We'll see a Cantwell double, a tap penalty, and <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. Aye, I, I, uh, Kent to score. I don't know if that's my medication or what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, um, just, for, just for the banter. I'm just going to say that, uh, but I'm hoping that it's more of a display uh, than, than the scoreline that we're going to see against us. I hope we see a, a really strong performance against them. And as I said, I want them put down to the second division or the second tier. Sorry. Brilliant. Now, last one, Curry. Davy P. Thanks for coming on tonight, mate. What's your prediction for Saturday? Well. Curry was on a roll there. It was all quite plausible until that last point. That he made. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Davy. Sorry, about <laughs> You know, it just fell off a cliff at the end. But no, I'm going uh, for a comfortable Rangers win. I'm going 4 0. 
4-0, keeping the zero. Connor Goldson will be in the score sheet. I think Connor's mm-hmm. getting among the goals. Unfortunately, some of them are at our end, but <laughs> we're not going to go into that. <laughs> oh, no. Take, take that. I take the clean sheet all day long. No, cheers, Davey. And lastly, no means least. Thanks, Andy, for coming on tonight, mate. What's your prediction for Saturday? Cheers, Mason. Cheers, lads. Uh, another good night there. Some some wild moments, uh, but that's what keeps it interesting. As always, as yep. always. Uh, uh, it's a shame I was going to go 4-0 as well, so I'm going to have to go even further. I'll say 5-0. Um, I thought I couldn't tell you who the scores are going to be. I, I could not tell you. Um, I'm hoping that that's a, a positive sign, where it could be any of the living on the park. Um and I do mean Alan McGregor because he's crazy enough to try it, the bastard. Um, uh, we need to wait and see. Um, I, I'm hoping that maybe Todd can get another one um, after his, his, his first goal for the club. I think that'll be the monkey off his back. Um, I think maybe at times he was trying a wee bit too hard to you know, get that goal, but now that's the handbrake off for him. Um, if Tillman Starr and I'd like to see Mallet score again, um, he looked quite solid when he came on against the well, so... Anyway, see, but I'll say five now. Five now, love it. So some big score lands. I had some big score lands in the comments. I'm gonna go three nil Rangers on Saturday. Um, as you said, I just don't want us conceding first. I'm sick of seeing that. But but gents and, and, and ladies and everyone watching, I'm gonna finish on a question tonight. And and if you could get it in the comments, uh, if you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, um, it is the last time we played Dundee United at Ibrox. We beat them two one. Cholak with a double. Can you tell me the last player in the league to score a double against Dundee United at Ibrox? That's the question we're going to finish on. And again, get your comments in and we'll go to that. But to finish off, thanks for listening. Take care. We are the people.